encouraging every step. You're listening to Walk FM. My name is Kyle, and today I'm doing our Community Matters interview with Amanda Farley, who is the area director for the West Virginia chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and Jackie Scott, who is the co-chair of the Out of the Darkness Walk to Prevent Suicide, which is being put on by AFSP. And uh, so I want to begin today and ask Amanda, would you tell us, maybe for those who haven't heard of your organization, a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So we're um, a, a nationwide nonprofit organization. We have chapters in all 50 states. Um, we're really proud last year to introduce our first chapter in Puerto Rico, even. Um, and, and AFSP is a volunteer led organization. I'm the only employee that we have in West Virginia, and uh, everything that we do is led by volunteers. And we uh, provide uh, resources and uh, suicide prevention education, uh, loss and healing support. Um, we also fund uh, research. It's actually a research uh, grant that's happening right now at w- through WVU Social, uh, the Social Work Department um, that is researching suicide in the rural communities. Uh, so even thankful that our, our research dollars that we raise is staying in West Virginia as well. You know, AFSP is actually a, a, a newer organization started in 1985 and the walks just started as a fundraising event and um and since AFSP has grown and we're you know the conversation about mental health and focus on mental health is really um such it's taken such a different shape and and thankfully because we have to you know we're we're really having to pay a lot of attention to our mental health and and destigmatize suicide and uh and speaking out about mental health and so um, our organization has grown, and then um, the walks have grown as well, too. So the walks themselves, and Jackie can talk about, about the, uh, the Mid-Ohio Valley Walk, um, because she's been part of our for so long, but it's a, just a wonderful opportunity for people to come together and connect. And um, a lot of the people that are walking are there because they have lost somebody to suicide or they struggle themselves. And part of our walk, my favorite part of the walk, is our honor color ceremony, and our colors are represented by beads. They're just really cheap Mardi Gras beads, but they mean so much to us at the walk because um, each color is represented by why you're here. White is for the loss of a child. Red is for the loss of a spouse. Um, We even have a color, a green, that uh, represents your own personal struggle or a teal bead that you might wear if you're supporting somebody that, um, that also struggles with their mental health. So to be at these walks and just to look around and see people wearing your same color and the colors that they're wearing um, is such a great way to make a connection to understand that you're not alone in your your grief journey and your your real life experiences, and that that this is a community of people that um, can, are, are are so supportive of each other and uh, understand what that's like. Mm-hmm. I can imagine just how important it is to have that kind of support and that reminder that you're not alone in what you're feeling and what you're going through. Um, I've been involved with the walk now for uh, 13 out of the 15 years that it's existed. Um, And for me, um, I come to the walk because I'm a suicide attempt survivor. Um, It's an absolutely incredible feeling to stand up there on the stage and look out at about 500 people that are there because they care and because they understand and they support you. But it's just it, it, it's an incredible thing to, you know, just have all these people together. And, you know, obviously the, the whole idea of the walk is to raise money for 
AFSD to go to research and education. Um, but there's people there who haven't raised money. Um, they're just there because that's what they need. Um, I was, in fact, the other day I was talking to somebody who lost their son in March. And she's like so excited to go to the walk because she knows that there's going to be people there that understand what she's going through. Um, because losing somebody to suicide is a lot different than losing somebody to a medical illness or old age or something like that. Um, it, it's something that happens so quick and without any answers. Um, and there's so many questions that can't be answered. I'm sure. As you were talking about that, what I really got was a sense that there's a lot of people coming from a lot of different walks of life and a lot of different circumstances and all kind of coming together. And that seems to be a big part of that. Is that right? Oh, yes. There's, there's people who have lost somebody's suicide, people who have attempted suicide, people who work in the mental health field, um, people from the community who just care. Um, you know, we've had some um, suicides here of very young children. Um, one was seven and one was 12, um, and at least the community sitting there going, how could that happen? Um, you know, what can we do to, to make sure it doesn't happen again? Mm, that's terrible. Uh, Amanda, earlier you talked about the stigma around suicide, uh, and, and I wonder if maybe the fact that we don't talk about it that much, maybe that has hindered us from seeing the scope of how big the problem really is. Is that something that you can speak to? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about um, about the scope of the issue. Okay. Um, overall, in West Virginia, it's the eleventh leading cause of death, um, but specifically, it's the number two cause of death in West Virginia for those ages twelve to thirty-four. And um, another issue at West Virginia: eighty-seven percent of West Virginians do not have access to mental health care as provided for the by the federal guidelines. So. We're saying only 13% of West Virginia communities have access to mental health care, and that is not good enough. So to just be in a community at, at an event and, you know, being, to even see the word suicide and, and um, having the resources that are out there is so important to the community. Um, destigmatizing suicide. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that have, deaths in their family for suicide and they don't even speak of that person anymore or don't talk about the death because of how it, it makes them feel and how and that's the society issue that is such a such a big problem and we know that talking about your mental health is what saves people's lives and so to make it normal to talk about your mental health and tell somebody when you're feeling um you know you, when you reach these dark places or you're having thoughts of suicide or you know just to be able to, to have to to feel like you can talk to somebody uh, about that and share that is what saves people's lives. So it's the, having events like the Out of the Darkness Walk and, you know, just setting up a table with mental health and suicide prevention resources on it is so important to the community. Okay, so if people don't have access to the mental health uh, resources that they need, what can be done about that? Well, one thing that we just did um, as a really a nation, but especially in West Virginia, we did a lot of work in our legislation, something that I mentioned earlier, but we also do a lot of advocacy work, and that's, um, we have 225 field advocates um, across the state, these are volunteers, that um, follow bills and, 
and legislation that's coming through that's talking about mental health and improving mental health. That you know, we we alert our legislators to um, and, and lawmakers to the scope of the problem and, when, how, and why it's important to those people, and you know, and how these issues can be improved. One of the things that we just um, we're working on the, the suicide prevention lifeline, which was a long one eight hundred number, is now nine eight eight. It's three digits. And um, so we got that passed last year, and this year we were one of, I believe, only nine states that got it funded. And so um, now you don't have to, if you're in a mental health crisis, you don't have to search and look up this long 1-800 number. It's 988, and it's um, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline as well as the Veterans Crisis Line, and you can also text that number. And um, while that's not a fix for everything, um, they have what really great statistics of de-escalation of people that call that number that are in a mental health crisis, um, very high statistics of being able to de-escalate that person and keep them safe in that moment so they can seek help and talk, talk to others about how they're feeling. But that was a very huge piece of legislation that was passed and I think can make a really big difference in saving people's lives when they get into that mental health distress. Absolutely. So my question is, Amanda, for those who maybe they would say, hey, I struggle with depression, I struggle with suicidal thoughts, that kind of thing. What would be your advice to those folks? Talk about it. Tell somebody. Um, If they're very struggling, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is there for that. It's answered 24 hours a day, 365 days a year by trained people. If you're worried about somebody, talk to them about it. Ask them, are you thinking about suicide? You know, talk to them about behaviors that you're seeing, changes, and and say, these are the things I'm seeing in you, and I'm worried about you. Know, and and have those tough conversations with people, and and reach out, talk talk to um, your happy friends and your sad friends too. I mean, if you're struggling personally, talk about it. Tell somebody. Great. And and one of the things that we're working on too is um, getting that message to children. Um, you know, previously we thought, well, you know, we don't need to mention anything like this until, you know, kids are in high school or college or something like that. And we're finding that very young kids um, are struggling, especially when they're seeing their parents struggling with drugs and, you know, maybe they've moved here, there, and wherever. Um, those kids struggle. And then you've got bullying thrown in there that, you know, adds another dynamic. Um, so now we have to book um, using a dog called Gizmo. Um, and basically he, through the story, um, tells kids that it's okay to not be okay, but you have to tell a trusted adult. You have to talk to somebody. That That's the big thing is, you know, being able to openly talk about it without being afraid somebody's going to pick up the phone and call the police or somebody's going to, you know, lock you up somewhere. You can just talk to somebody and say, you know, hey, this is how I feel. And there's other avenues of getting help, getting you connected to a mental health center, a therapist, a, you know, psychiatrist, even your, your family doctor. Um, you know, any of those people can help um, get you through a crisis. That sounds like a great resource. Where is the gizmo thing being used at? So gizmo is, can be used anywhere. It's, gizmo is a, it's a read-aloud book. Um, and if anybody's interested, we do a lot of suicide prevention education. Um, we have our... Our uh, flagship program is Talk Saves Lives. It's a about an hour-long program that can be done even virtually. We have um, different modules. We have the basic Talk Saves Lives module. We have one for uh, firearms and suicide prevention, 
for correctional facilities, uh, for the workplace, and for uh, senior citizens as well as the LGBTQ community. So if anyone's interested in even bringing um, a suicide prevention education to their workplace or to their group, um, that's, a, that's a really good introduction to suicide prevention. And the Gizmo program is a book. Is, um, we, can, we can provide that to anyone that might be interested in um, you know, bringing uh, just the discussion of mental health to an elementary um, age group. Uh, we have a program called It's Real Teens in Mental Health and as well as It's Real College Students in Mental Health, which is another uh, suicide prevention education program that uh, follows uh, real-life students in their mental health journey, and it's a discussion uh, video and uh, programs, and there's, there's a discussion point after that. Um, and we have... Uh, another program for people with lived experience, people that love someone and live, some, live with someone or, you know, have someone in their life that has uh, suicide ideation or has, you know, has made an attempt or struggles with their own mental health. And that's a program that's for those people, too, to help them better understand that and then help them better to, um, to, to, to help and support uh, that person as well. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get more information about one of those programs, how do they get that? Our website is AF. Org. It's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, so AFSP.org, and we're backslash West Virginia, or you can just search for um, programs near you, and, and our, our West Virginia uh, chapter page will come up. Um, uh, our office phone number is 304-859-5026. Um, that gets you directly to me, and I can help set things up for you. Um, all of our programs that, are, that we offer are with are with our trained volunteers, our volunteer folks that are presenting uh, programs. And, um, you know, there are, everyone really needs to be suicide aware and know the signs and, and be able to recognize that and to, you know, think that you might be the only person that's recognizing these symptoms and to make sure that you're talking to that person and saying, hey, I'm recognizing this in you and I care about you and I'm worried about you. We're also on our social media, too, if you're on uh, Facebook or Instagram, it's um, AFSPWV. Okay, so Jackie, the Mid-Ohio Valley Out of the Darkness Walk to Prevent Suicide is coming up October the 1st at the Parkersburg City Park, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Give us all the details of what we need to know. Okay, it is October 1st. Um, people can start arriving about 11 o'clock. Um, we're going to have registration there. We're going to have some activities um, acknowledging uh, the people that have been lost um, and people who are struggling. And then about 1 o'clock, we're going to start the actual program where um, we have the bead ceremony. And um, so on. we're also going to be making a presentation to the Parkersburg Police Department on behalf of an officer that died by suicide. Uh, and then uh, the walk will take place after that and should be wrapped up and ready to go home by 3. It happens rain or shine, and I've been there for both. We have... Um, Plenty of local sponsors that have uh, donated things. Um, I, I must mention Sheets. They have been incredible in providing an incredible amount of snacks and water and, and so on um, for the walk. Um, but uh, if anybody wants to register, again, they just go to that same um, website, afsp.org backslash Valley. It's also on our, listed on our Facebook page, too, if you wanted to look at the events on our Facebook page. You can find that. We, we have seven walks all across West Virginia, so if you're listening outside, 
of the Parkersburg area. Um, we do this all over the state. So to find a walk near you, you can uh, visit that. And I want to also emphasize that these walks aren't sad. They, there are tears and we, uh, we hug and we love, but these are very hopeful events. We have a lot of hope that uh, we can make change and, um, and we can uh, reduce suicide and uh, we can help people that are struggling. And so I, I, I just want to make sure that people know this is not, it's not a sad event to attend. It is a very meaningful and, um, and connecting, very loving, kind and caring event. All right, so there you have it. Remember, if you want to learn more about this Out of the Darkness Walk to Prevent Suicide, you can find that information at AFSP.org or on Facebook. Just search AFSP West Virginia. You can find all the details there about this walk and other walks that they are putting on across the state. Remember, if you or someone that you know are struggling with suicidal thoughts, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is out there to help you. If you're in Kentucky or West Virginia, you can dial 988, and that will get you to somebody that can help. I want to say thank you to Amanda Farley and Jackie Scott for being my guests for today. And I want to remind you there is an extended version of this interview that is going to be online at walkfm.org. Or if you prefer to listen to this in podcast format, you can find us anywhere that you find podcasts. The episode gets uploaded on Mondays. Just search for Walk FM Community Matters. If you are part of a church or an organization that's doing something to help our community, I'd love to talk to you as well. Send me a message at communitymatters at walkfm.org. Who knows, maybe next time I'll be talking to you on our Community Matters interview. For now, my name is Kyle. You're listening to Walk FM, and I hope you're having a wonderful day.